Welcome to the Pretty Sketchy Podcast. Um, my name is Corey. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, this is number 11. We've, we've passed number 10. Like 10 episodes was a milestone. Now we're just into just regular old regular episode territory. Not until yeah, this is where we where we stop trying. Got to hit, got to hit uh, episode twenty. You know, um, with me as always is acclaimed author and vice presidente of Bicicletas de Muerte, one of the most brutal BMX gangs to come out of southwestern Sydney. Welcome, Michael Marshman. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. Bicicletas de Muerte. <laughs> that means bicycles of death. <laughs> I looked that shit up. Um, okay, so uh, yeah. As always, um, just explaining what we're doing here. Uh, Michael wrote a comic book. I'm drawing the comic book um, live so everyone can see how to not make a comic book. I'll say comic book one more time. Um, yeah, and today I'm going to be inking the second version of page one that I did, which I, I like a lot better. Um, so I'll be starting on that. Um, what's going on, man? How's things? I was going to say, don't worry about it. In two weeks, you'll start page one again. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I've got to practice inking. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. In other news, I bought French curves. Uh, unfortunately, there's no need to use them on any of this. So, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, so how's things, man? How's yeah, been, not hasn't bad. been a lot going on. No, it's been pretty quiet. <laughs> yeah. We we're just talking. We always do like a, a pre-show chat about, you know, what we're going to talk about and stuff. And we're just racking our brains. There's just nothing going on, you know, other yeah. than, you know what it is. I think I know what it is. It's just every time you click on any kind of news feed, whether it's you, Oh, hang on. Mm, my webcam screwing up. That's weird. Hello. There we go. Um, yeah. Anytime you click on like a news feed or anything, it's just, it's just Trump news. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think every, everyone else has just stopped producing any kind of content and just focusing on that. So, um, yeah, but you know, we, we, we pulled through and we think we've got a bit of a show for you guys. Yet. Yeah, we try. <laughs> we we try. Uh, I mean, you know. Oh, but yeah, yeah. It's been pretty quiet. I, I had um. Is there an alarm, alarm going off? Yeah, there's a car alarm going off in the background. Ah, so they say you know it's live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, this is like the did a recorded a defecast the other night. Mm-hmm. I think was it defecast? Yeah, it was defecast. I do so many podcasts now. I can't keep fucking track. That's right. You just added another one. Yeah, um, which hasn't aired yet, but, you know, it'll get there. Big top secret show? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were doing a first half of a, of a Defecast, and <laughs> we chose the best day of doing it on Chinese New Year. Oh, my God. <laughs> and since I live in Cabramatta... <laughs> the Asian capital of Australia... Fucking fireworks were going off, man. Oh, my God. Like, Carl and Dave were like, what the fuck's going on over there? I'm like, oh, fireworks, Chinese New Year. Whole town's exploding. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, uh, yeah, you, know yeah. What? you you can you can pre- only prepare so much, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, yesterday I had a, I had a customer saying, you know, oh, what, what's, what's come out? And, like, <laughs> like fucking nothing. Yeah. You know, even even in our line of work, it's been pretty quiet. Um, yeah. Movies-wise, anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, games-wise is the same, you know? Like, it's just... I, I mean, everybody's rushed to get everything out by Christmas. I think that's what it is, you know? And then now, yeah. now that Christmas is over, <clears throat> no one gives a shit until, like, halfway through the early part of the year, you know? Yeah, I think games-wise, it's going to start to pick up. February, 
mm-hmm. which it usually does anyway. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we just had Resident Evil, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent segue. Yeah, we're going yeah. <laughs> to talk about that. See, I had that all planned out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've, I've, I've obviously been playing it. You finished it. Um, yeah. You know, with my, with my limited free time, I've sort of gotten to the point where um, I'm, I'm cruising through a good half an hour a day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which to me you, is not you, bad. You only just got past the opening cutscene. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, what's your, give me, give me your opinion first up, because we've been playing it very differently. So you go first. Uh, of the game overall, yeah. Um, when I when I first got it, I probably played for like an hour, hour and a half, and I stopped because you know work the next day and all that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't overly impressed. Okay. But as it like it was it was fine it was good but I just wasn't blown away. Mm. Um, <laughs> seems to be happening a lot lately. <laughs> um, well, you know you were playing a triple A title and not. You know, an indie sort of <laughs> yeah, an indie darling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as as the game went on, I I got more into it and more invested, and I ended up loving it. So oh, good, good. It yeah. it it definitely it's got the old school Resident Evil mechanics yep. aside from the first person, but yeah. the actual you know inventory management and mm. just that survival horror element is there. Um, when they said they were going back to their roots, they, they fucking meant it. So Yeah, cool. In fact, I've been saying that to a lot of customers, to be honest. Because um, as soon as people hear, oh, it's first-person view now, a lot mm. of people go, oh, like, you know, they've changed everything, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, it's still Resident Evil. It's still wandering around solving puzzles, the occasional jump scare, you know, like a, a definite sense of foreboding for the most part. At least in, in the start of the game, I'm, I'm noticing that sort of starting to fade now. Um, but that could be because I'm sort of stuck more into a little bit of a segment where it's more puzzle than anything. Um, mm. I mean, Resident Evil has a history of doing that anyway. Like, you got that horror element probably for the first two-thirds of the game. Yeah. And then the last third is sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they you go very much You get down to the basements the... and the labs and all that sort of crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, no, no spoilers, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at the first part of the game it's it's definitely got that hillbilly sort of vibe which to me i always find a lot creepier than just about anything else you know i don't yeah, like I mean, people who i don't understand and i don't mean that like language wise i don't like i don't <laughs> understand their like you know they, they lack you, you take a human being you take away any social sort of competency and that makes me really uncomfortable you know what i mean when you see like movies like uh, wrong turn and things like that where they're just like some hillbilly inbred family that just have no problems just tearing somebody apart for fun, you know? Not like yeah. cold calculated serial killers. They don't bother me. You know, yeah. like that that stuff doesn't scare me at all. It's it's the unpredictability of the hillbilly monster, you know, that sort of thing. Um <laughs> and so, you know, like that th- this game has that in spades to begin with. It's 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 a little bit more than that though. Like it, it definitely has other characteristics I won't go into. Um yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the start of the game when you're sitting at the table with the family, that's yeah. directly like Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like they've, they've obviously dinosaur. taken their cues from a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, you know, but I, I wonder if maybe, because in that scene, and again, don't want to get too far into spoiler territory, but in that scene, you see part of their supernatural ability manifest. And you see it a yeah. little bit before, like just briefly in the seconds before that as well. I feel like it might have been too early for that in the game. 
Um, I feel like they should have left it out and just left you with crazy hillbillies, at least for another sort of half hour until you really get your bearings and stuff like that. Because it's sort of like, it was a little bit too, um, oh, okay, this is more than just me being kidnapped and tied to a chair, you know? Mm. Um, that's, I mean, that's just me personally. That's what I was thinking at the time. Um, and uh, to be honest, I've enjoyed all of that component of it anyway, so I'm not whinging, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the difference between you and me is that I've been playing it in VR yeah. and uh, loving every second of it. Um, I'll, I will put it out there with the caveat that um, while I haven't had any problems with it, Nat played it for about five minutes and got motion sickness. Um, but honestly, I put that down to, um, I think in, in this case, not, not in every VR case, uh, but in this case particularly, I think that comes down to a learned ability. Like you, you sort of, I noticed the way that I play Resident Evil because, okay, so let me, let me explain the control system first of all. It, it plays like a first-person shooter. You just use a regular controller. Your, your left thumbstick controls your, your actual movement through space, like your left, right, um, forwards, backwards, strafing kind of situation. Um, the right thumbstick, as, as opposed to... Normally, that would be the direction you're looking. In this case, it's, um, it, it still is. You, can, you basically... It turns you left and right, um, but it snaps to 30-degree angle. So if you pull the stick hard right, it'll just click to the next 30-degree angle. And what that does, it takes a lot of the random motion out of the movement um, mm. and, and that in an effort to try and prevent people from getting motion sickness. And, and for me, it works really, really well. But what I noticed is you have to develop this skill where it's real easy to leave the character locked in an angle and just walk in another direction. Um, yeah. And I feel okay. like anytime you do that, like because it's quicker, you know what I mean? And, and it's sort yeah. of, it requires less strategy as far as figuring out how to move. Um, so for example, you, your character could be clicked at a 45 degree angle that way, but you're moving like straight ahead in, in a different angle. And yeah. so, but because but, you've got a VR headset on, the temptation is to turn your head and look where you're walking. So you're sort of walking, imagine you turn 45 degrees, but you're still walking in a straight line and looking in that direction. Yeah. Um, and when you when you do that and you turn a corner and you go down another hallway and suddenly you're a different angle, you lose objectivity and you forget your presence in the real world a little bit. It sort of messes you up and that's where you start to, you, you know, your balance centers get a little bit confused. Um, and so I found I, I very quickly developed a, the, not the skill, I guess, but the, the knowledge to always be aware of that and always click the, the angle thumbstick into the direction you're moving before you move. Mm. Um, and not all the time, but if you're just walking around the house, I mean, it's different when you're being chased by a hick with a chainsaw. <laughs> but <laughs> in the case of, um, you know, if you're just walking around, I always make sure that my character's body is moving in the same direction as I am, you know? Yeah. And that, that takes a lot of that sort of queasiness out of it. Um, but yeah, like, like as far as immersion goes, my God, dude, it like... It's, it's, it's really a whole different experience, you know, um, because it, it takes away the element of, oh, my character's in trouble and it puts you as, oh my God, this guy's going to chop my arm off. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it and, and there is a certain amount of suspension of disbelief, but at the same time, it's, it's real easy to get caught up in it and forget, you know? Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and that's the beauty of it. 
so like for example that there's a scene right at the beginning of the game i think i mentioned this to you before where you walk through like neck deep water under the house mm. when i say water it's like brown sludge um and i've never felt more uncomfortable in a video game than that moment because you know at any second something could grab your leg or pull you under or <laughs> you know which sounds silly to say out loud but yeah. it, you feel it you know you're like oh my god I, my entire and, and because um it's your body you know what i mean like if if yeah. you look down all you can see is the water you know um and you know something's in there because it's Resident Evil. And, and it was at the start of the game where all of your senses are really heightened as far as, you know, danger and, and, and all that sort of stuff. You tend to panic a lot more. But man, dude, I was like seriously uncomfortable walking through there. And to the point where I could feel the water line on my neck. You know, it, it puts it, it gives you that sort of 4D element where you're sort of going, uh, you know, there was, I could feel like a cold line where like as far down as I could see and then beyond, you know, like it was just like, really really savage man um and then the other thing too is like when you get like say mia who's the your, your wife who you're trying to find you you interact with her early on and throughout the game um she she's looking you in the face she's looking you directly in the eyes when she's talking to you and so you mm. develop a, a deeper connection than her sort of staring out of the tv screen mm. um and so when whatever happens happens it means so much more, you know, and you're just like, oh shit, you know, and then you see her again, next time you see her, you can't trust her, you know? Um, yeah. And, and then like that, it just feels a lot more personal when it's, when, when it's, when it's somebody standing eye to eye with you and, and talking to you and looking in your face, you know? Yeah, no, I really, I really dig that about it. So, yeah. But, um, so like out of 10, man, what, what are we talking? Oh, oh, Eight. Yeah, right on. Okay. Cool. I mean, have you been a fan of the Resident Evil series previously? Like, have you like played all of them or you just dabble every once in a while? I know you're probably a fan of the movies, right? No. God, oh, no. Oh, really? I thought you liked yeah. the movies. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the first two I liked, everything yeah. after that, just a complete write-off. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, oh. I was like, you just got too stupid. And oh. that's something for Resident Evil, like, <laughs> yeah. to be too stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say though, I'm curious about the new one because I feel like it's one of those ones where this is the last one we're going to pull out all the stops and try to bring the franchise back to, you know, I'm, I'm not basing this on anything other than just history and this is the way these things sort of pay out generally. But Well, from what I've heard, general consensus is it does the exact opposite. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's basically I just... I haven't talked to anyone who's seen it, so... It's basically just action scene after action scene after action scene and like maybe the last 30 minutes of the movie they try to put story in it. Oh, really? And not only that, but all the action is shaky cam action, so you have oh. no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> so don't, what you're saying is don't watch it in 3D. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow, man. That sucks. All right. Well, then I stand corrected. <laughs> it sounds awful. Um, yeah. So um, now another big item on the news calendar this week was... Before we move on, though, oh, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. The, the whole VR thing, I was talking to Adrian the other day, and yeah. I was talking about how you are very much like VR. You're into the VR. I'm convinced, yeah. You, I don't need any more convincing. I'm in. You know? Yeah, and like the, <laughs> and the fact that, you know, you've been playing Resident Evil in VR and how it's very effective at what it does. Yeah. <laughs> I then just said, like, one little sentence to Adrian, and he just nearly lost his shit. Yeah. And I was like, imagine if they re-released Alien Isolation for VR. Yes. Yes. I think he might have actually mentioned this to me. 
Um, Probably after I mentioned it to him. But yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. But holy shit! Oh, dude, I, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in as well. I would go out and buy a PlayStation VR if they did it. Yeah, or, be- because or even a Vive. I would shell out the money for a fucking Vive. Yeah, the, was, the reason it's such a great idea is because that's the perfect VR experience. It's first person, obviously, yeah. but it's it's just, um, it, it's it's one of those games that just instills dread in you. And when it's VR, it's your dread. It's not a character's dread, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah. just genius. So, um, yeah, perfect example. That would that would work based on my experience anyway. That would work beautifully. Yeah, not not only that, but like the unpredictability of the aliens AI would just. <laughs> yeah. I think by the end of it, you'd just be a mess on the floor, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like just just <laughs> praying for release. Yeah. yeah. No, Having but- said that, I I don't want VR to become a horror machine. Yeah, hundred percent. And and like, you know, like I've I've said to you before, man, I've I've played Job Simulator and loved that, you know, yeah. but. It's it, it. What it is is that those games just work well in the, yeah. in the system. You know, there's there's plenty of other games that do too, mm. but um, when you when you actually feel like, I mean, it, it is the reason why every time you look up VR on YouTube or whatever, you'll always see videos of somebody putting their grandma in there and her having a massive freak out because it's just funnier to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, watching watching her play. Um, what's that game where you stack blocks? It's it, like that's not going to make it to YouTube. You know. Mm. Um, uh, yeah but like I'd, I'd love to see something where like a star wars game where you're in the the gun turret of the millennium falcon mm-hmm. like just that and you, yeah. you know you're just fighting off tie fighters and shit that'd be fucking cool well i mean essentially the the um battlefront vr mission is is similar to that you're flying an x-wing fighter oh, and, okay. and uh you it's 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 a story based on um on rogue one so like K2SO is in it and stuff like that. Mm. Um, like you, you basically have to protect his ship um, from like a barrage of uh, TIE fighters and then eventually like a big um, um, Star Destroyer as well. So, um, and you do bombing runs on that and everything. And and like it does feel Star Warsy, which is what sells it, you know? Like it's it, a lot of these games that are doing these one level kind of VR experiences are all sort of, Seem to be doing the same thing, you know. Like Call of mm. Duty did the same thing as well, um, where they basically took what you do in Eve, dumbed it down just a little bit, and put you in a spaceship and in a Call of Duty universe, you know. Yeah. Um, which was cool, um, but you know, it's if anything, it's a great advertisement for Eve because Eve does it 100 percent better. <laughs> you know? But the the Star Wars thing was actually pretty cool. They've got like buttons in the cockpit that you can touch. And they do things like you can open the wings and close the wings, and um, you know uh, you, you actually have to physically pressure press a button on the dash to jump to light speed, you know things like that. Like which mm-hmm. was it, it? It just makes it a little bit more immersive, you know. Um, yeah, but I, I was yeah. I was pretty stoked with that. But they 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 need to start coming up with better ideas, you know, like something that people are going to like um, yeah. that isn't just a space mission, you know. Yeah. Or just just full fledged games like mm. Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, the I, the big problem is movement. Yeah, like, that's it. That's that's exactly it. You can't first person shooters. Um, like like Resident Evil is probably the closest thing you want to get to a first person shooter. Um, yeah. Because as as much as it has like fast action moments and panic moments and stuff like that, it's mm. not the basis of the game. So you can forgive it if it feels a little bit shit. You know. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas if it was Call of Duty VR, it wouldn't work. Unless mm. they unless they come up with a whole new system for control, um, which I'm sure that they will in, in time. But at, the, at this stage, it's just not cricket. You'll have people puking everywhere, um, complaining that you, you don't have the, the agility that you need to survive, you know, that sort mm. of thing. Um, you know, but... Um, but you know that's that's the thing though that's what I keep saying though you've got mobile phone games that work great on mobile phones when they tried to make games for mobile that are typically console or PC style play games they just mm. don't work yeah so um, you know so they learned very quickly not to make those games anymore and just made games that, that are a great experience on on a phone and they'll do the same with VR as well you'll, you'll get situations where they'll come up with a game that just doesn't really work um, and so they'll stop. They won't make that the next time. They'll make something else, you know. And they'll come up with great games that utilize this technology a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> At least I hope so. <laughs> the, the <laughs> I better, mean, yeah. Let's not you turn this into another Wii U where there's nothing to play on these fucking things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just got to cater to the hardware, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, moving on. Um, Batfleck, man, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> What's your opinion? Uh, I don't know if that's that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, like, I'm guessing what you mean by that is that. Okay, so we, we should we should say what happened. Um, for anyone who's been under a rock the last day or two, um, uh, Ben Affleck is no longer going to be directing the Batman movie. Yeah. Um, which I mean, his, his statement, I, I had a look at his statement on it and it's like, it's become clear to him that, um, it, like it's, it's a, it's a serious role. A lot of people are really banking on this being a great movie, like fans particularly. Mm. Um, and it's too much for him to focus on acting and directing in this, in this to, to get it right. That's, that's what he's saying. What do you feel? Uh, I mean, he could be telling the truth. Who knows? Mm. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Warner Brothers were like, hey, you need to do the movie like this. And he's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Like, he, he just didn't want to compromise. Yeah. And I mean, give, given WB's history of what's happened with the DC universe at the moment, yeah, I couldn't really fault him if that was the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, um, it, it definitely feels like over in that department, it's movie by committee. Mm. You know, a lot of people that have their fingers in the pie, everybody wants to be the guy who made the decision. And often that's not how to make a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're speculating. We don't work there, but this is the consensus that you sort of get if you sort of follow this stuff. You know, mm. um, like and 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 a lot of times people are pretty gracious. Like I think David Ayer when he came out um, talking about Suicide Squad very recently and how he would do things differently. Uh, if he was to, if he had a time machine, um, I wonder how much of that he was taking on. You know, he was saying, oh, "I would do this differently. I'd make sure that the Joker was the main villain and had more of a storyline, um, and all that." But I wonder how much of that he would have probably originally done had it not been, you know, commanded that he did it a certain way. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I mean, the, the script for that was insanely rushed as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's always a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? Mm. Yeah. So, um, do we, do we know anything about the storyline of of the Batman yet? No. Or anything about where, like, 
No, I believe the whether draft Whether it relates recently, to Suicide Squad? I guess they'll probably change all of this anyway, so. Well, I mean, it's all part of the same universe, but. Yeah. Uh, I think I read a headline that the draft has been rewritten. <laughs> um, yeah, but I haven't heard anything other than that. And, like, Deathstroke's the villain, so that's all we know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, rewrites and stuff are not a huge deal. Like, they've, for, you know, since forever, they've had. Um, script doctors and stuff come in and look at scripts and, and fix things up and, and all that sort of stuff. In fact, Carrie Fisher used to do that as well. Mm. Um, she was a script doctor on a number of movies. Um, and they'll, they'll just get another writer in to just have another crack at it to try and tighten up the screws and stuff. Because sometimes, you know, like if you get too close to a project, you may miss some things. and Yeah, you lose sight of it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not unusual. So the, in this case, uh, it might be, um, you know, just as simple as that, you know. So who knows? Mm. Um, yeah but I mean at the end of the day all anyone really wants is a good movie you know I think I yeah. think that's um, and, and, and to say Warner Brothers doesn't want a good movie would be pretty silly um, yeah. I just, I, I just I wonder think... if they know what a good movie is <laughs> <laughs> well they, they don't necessarily want a good movie they just want a movie that makes money <clears throat> yeah but and... I mean Suicide Squad was like a lot of people hate that right uh, and I it still made money yeah it, it made serious <laughs> money like it really yeah. did well uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, in no small part um, because of Harley Quinn um, and the insane sort of level of fandom surrounding her. <clears throat> um, when, when, yeah. when, dude, I, like, I, I know of a cosplayer, <laughs> you know, that chick who looks just like, um, I can't think of her name. She, she goes on Instagram under the, um, the infamous Harley Quinn. Mm. Um, she just recently did like a trip to Europe. Um, where she did fan meetups and stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, this is somebody who dresses like and just happens to look a little bit like Margot Robbie. And she's built a career where she's traveling the world around that one character. So, I mean, no, you don't need to tell you. You're, you've always been a Harley Quinn fan. Um, but, yeah, that's... It's a... Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that was definitely a key component to that movie, having any kind of success. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I've, I've kind of been trying to wrap my head around how harley's become so popular because mm. like i mean she's always kind of been a bit of a fan favorite but mm. only in the last couple of years has she really been so mainstream i guess yeah uh, uh just very odd it's just me. one of those things know. where it, it looks good on a t-shirt man and uh, yeah, and it's a female character a lot of a lot of chicks are trying to get into and and this is not to to suggest that Girls haven't always been into comic books and stuff like that, but I think as far as mainstream goes, I think more, more and more regular people in general have been sort of getting into comic books, myself included. I'm not a dude who's always been there, you know. Mm. Um, but I feel like um, you know people trying to engage in in popular culture and stuff a little bit more outside of the normal people you would characterize as that sort of individual. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's an interesting starting point. It's like if you know when you when you turn fourteen and you get exposed to heavy metal, nine <laughs> times out of ten you'll become the world's biggest Metallica fan for about two years, and yeah. that's why they're still around because everybody. It's like the starting point, you know. And so you'll get all these people into Harley Quinn, and then eventually they'll move on to you know something else. You know, they'll get into some Birds of Prey comics or something, you know. And then next minute, their favorite character will be Wonder Woman, or you know, like. Um, it's it, she's she's the easy starting off point I think for the most people. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, and that I, I guess it's like a it's a cosplayer's wet dream too. Oh, hundred percent. 
Like, yeah, and how quickly did, did professional costumes come out? Like, I know 90% of people cosplaying as Harley Quinn, they didn't make that shit. They no. bought it online, you know? Yeah. And again, that, that, I'm not saying that's bad or good. I'm not, I don't have any opinion on that whatsoever. <laughs> but, um, but it's just, it's, it's clear that it was a marketing wet dream, you know? Yeah. Well, especially with the movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, I call it Deadpool syndrome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like Deadpool is probably easily one of the most cosplayed characters ever. Oh, dude, but then, you, you and I both know somebody who recently went out and bought like a full film spec costume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, <coughs> when, with the movie Harley Quinn, it just, the second I saw it, I was like, yep, you know, that's <laughs> that's probably going to top Deadpool. Yeah, you know? 100%, yeah. But yeah. Um, speaking of female comic book characters, mm-hmm. just a little story. Something happened to me the other day. Well, it didn't really happen to me, but I was there. <laughs> I was um, I was at home. I was outside in the backyard, and next door I could hear a bunch of kids playing, like little kids. It must have been like six ish, yeah. and one of them was a was a little girl, and the rest were all boys. And you know how, like, when you're a little kid and you're playing, like, you know, pretend and whatnot, and it's like I'm blah blah blah, and I'm blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Little girl, <laughs> little girl's like I'm Supergirl, mm-hmm. and. Um, one of the boys must have done something or whatever. Because the next thing I heard was, you can't do that. It doesn't hurt me because I'm Supergirl. And I was like, damn right. Yeah, you man. <laughs> you fucking tell that little cunt, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, kick like, his yeah. ass. Yeah, you're fucking Supergirl. Like, uh, <laughs> like when when I heard that, I was like, the, the future does look a little brighter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, fucking right on, sister. Yeah. You do it. <laughs> you got this. Yeah. yeah God, I love Supergirl. Uh, I love that show. It's so, for want of a better word, WB. <laughs> like, it's just, it just, it feels like Dawson's Creek, but with, like, people who can fly in it. But at the same time, I like watching it. I don't know. You know? Yeah, it's just, it's just cheese. Yeah, it is. It is. It's not, it's not, and, and in, in a world where, and this is where the Belanti productions do the right thing. They leave all of that serious shit. And don't get me wrong, they, 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 they take it to, to places in the show. Yeah. Um, but they leave all of that serious, dark, oh, superheroes have to be taken seriously, otherwise people, you know, fucking won't. They'll get pissed off. They save all that for the films. You know, like your, your, mm. your Batmans and Supermans and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, the Flash and all that, there's, it's always like light entertainment. And I think that's why it's so successful because you can watch it with your girlfriend or boyfriend um, and not have to sit there and be like oh they hate this because it's geek shit you know and they don't understand the characters you you don't need to understand the characters of supergirl you just need to understand any soap opera ever yeah pretty (laughs) much um it does shit me sometimes though because like i think just about every dude in that show has fallen in love with Kara at some point oh yeah but wouldn't you (laughs) maybe (laughs) no yeah but I mean, and again, she's an alien from another world. She's different, you know? That's yeah. attractive. <laughs> All right, Kirk, calm down. <laughs> I like my ladies. Green. <laughs> um, uh, and I think that, that could possibly be, have been the worst Captain Kirk impression ever on a podcast. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, so another thing coming out. Um, are you, you done, Batman? Batfleck? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like just, you know, 
what the fuck's going on. Yeah. That's no, pretty much the sentiment. No one knows. Maybe we'll have more news later down the track. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's coming out. And and the reason this is a big deal, and, and I hear this every day, is when p- customers come in and go, what's new? And you go, hmm, Resident Evil. Nah, I don't like Resident Evil. Fucking hate um, that. That's it. There's nothing else coming out. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where this is probably the first major studio-backed AAA title coming out. That's And again, it's a new IP. So that's interesting to people. I think a lot of times in, in games, it's a little bit different. Like when, when you get a, a brand new IP that, that is such a big deal as this, um, it, it piques people's interest because in the past we've had things like that, like Last of Us and things which have all been just massively successful and great quality games. <clears throat> so um, when Sony really gets behind something, um, you know, um, uh, No Man's Sky notwithstanding, <laughs> um, it's, it's a big deal, you know? And I think... Um, Having said that, I would like to see or find all these people that bought The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Because as far as I can tell, where we work, all we sell is COD and FIFA. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we probably, we'll probably have more traded in copies of The Last of Us than we do brand new copies. Yeah, so, that's, that's like, very true. Yeah, like it, it does shit me at work when someone's like, oh, what's new? Or I want something new to play. What, what can you recommend? And you recommend all this stuff that okay you find to be really good but then they're just like nah yeah. nah nah Perf- nah perfect example, why are you here Sunset why are you Overdrive? asking <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> are you gonna listen <laughs> yeah like yeah, it's cod just buy it again you just, bought it already just buy it again yeah. that's all you want <laughs> yeah but you know it's like um that's that's that whole argument from clerks you know um uh they always buy the most intellectually devoid movie on the rack you know mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know that's people that's what they're going to do so what are you going to yeah. do um, yeah but uh, I have I've played Horizon Zero Dawn um, back in September uh, and the best way I can describe it and I think this may actually be selling a little short to be honest is um, it's like um, uh, Far Cry Primal mixed with Tomb Raider um, it's it's big open world it's it's set in a post post apocalyptic um, universe, which was really interesting to me because it fe- I feel like that hasn't been done before and, and it seems really fucking obvious. Um, <laughs> the world got destroyed by some sort of tech uprising or something like that. You know, these big, this giant robot dinosaurs walking the fucking earth now. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and, you know, but the people are just coming back. They're building like village societies where they shoot bow and arrows and things like that. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's post-apocalyptic, but after nature has started to reclaim the earth again, you know, everything's very lush and green and it's not some devastated wasteland like in Terminator, you know, it's, it's like post that environment, you know? Mm. Um, and you know, there's still buildings and structures and stuff, but they're buried under mountains of grass and, you know, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think I I, I got a lot of, um, did you ever play enslaved Odyssey to the West? Uh, Oh wait, was that the one about the monkey King? kind of <laughs> it's its own sort of take on the journey yeah. to the west story yeah 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 that's right yeah but the, like yeah. definitely the main character is monkey yeah 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 yeah. right on yeah i, I yeah. played a little bit of that but i really wanted to have a crack at that and never got a chance um so the same sort of sort of vibe environmentally and stuff or oh 
What was Shikori? What? You there? We are having technical difficulties. Um, hang on. What? Are you there? Yeah, I came back. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. I think my dad must have died or something. I don't know. Right, cool. Yeah, no, I could hear you. It was really weird. Um, huh. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, journey to, what is it called? Enslaved? Yeah, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said you wanted to take a crack at it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it, it, back back then. <laughs> mm. I'm sure it's still a great game. Um, oh, but, it def- definitely holds up. It's not even that long, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah good old fucking Andy Circus. But yeah, I got a lot of um. Oh, that's vibe. right. Yeah, he did the uh, motion capture, right? Yeah, and he voiced Monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I got I got a lot of vibes of that from the from what I've seen of Horizon Zero Dawn. I've kind of kept myself away from it because yeah. I saw that initial. I don't even know if it was a gameplay demo or whatever, but like that first trailer that they showed at E3, like mm-hmm. last year, year before. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, but um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, stay away from it now. Just yep. don't, don't look at anything. <laughs> Just wait till it comes out. Let's um, go spoiler been, free. I've done that with a couple of games lately. I did that with Resident Evil 7. I saw that first trailer mm-hmm. and I just saw nothing since. Like yeah. I just stayed away from it, didn't look up anything, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like it kind of, to the point where it was kind of detrimental to my job. Cause yeah, people it, ask you about it, it and you're like, nah. Yeah, people are like, oh, what's what's going on with Resident Evil? Like what's it about? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I have no idea. Like I'm staying far away from it. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't talk. Don't never like, oh, I'd, I'd be like, just Paul, just come talk to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tend to do that just before I go to conference every year, um, where uh, like I, I, I was, like it's just after E3 typically, and mm. so I, I try not to watch any of the trailers um, for anything because I really want to be wowed when I get there and see the like the dudes show me a sizzle reel that's supposed to make me go wow. If I've seen it all before, I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> show me new shit, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Um, um, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, it, it, it definitely feels like a quality title. I think it's one of those things where the, the thing that's going to make or break it is, is it, uh, is there going to be enough content, you know? Um, cause it mm. is open world and that tends to be a big downfall for a lot of games, um, where, you know, you got this huge open world, but you burn through the campaign in like four hours and there's no side quests, you know? Um, right. I don't think that's going to be too much of a danger here. Um, cause they'll, they'll be working on a lot of that sort of stuff, but, um, yeah, hopefully it's good. Um, it's definitely a strong character. Uh, mm. the, and, 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 you know, like how you interact with the world is very interesting and new. Um, and graphically it's stunning, uh, even better on, on PS4 pro, um, the, there's going to be a lot of work done to sort of make this the flagship title for that sort <clears> of jumping <throat> quality. Um, as yeah, far as I'm told, I was going to ask: Do you think there'll be a big difference between a the PS4 version and the Pro version? Um, in 1080p, I think so. Um, in 4K, I mean, obviously, 4K is going to look better, but mm. uh, that's the, that's the thing with the with the the only issue I have with the Pro is that it doesn't know what it is. Is it a 4K machine? If so, sure, that's great. Is it designed? to enhance the graphics in situations where maybe the regular PS4 can't quite um, reach that power level, then that's great too. But what do you market it as? How do you go to a customer? Well, 
it's this or it's this, you know, depending yeah. on your situation. Um, because it doesn't do either thing particularly well. It doesn't hit um, 1080p, uh, sorry, 4, 4K spec, um, uh, you know, in most cases. And it's probably, I can almost guarantee that it won't with Horizon Zero Dawn um, because it, it does, that has all these techniques to emulate 4K or to get the, the pixel count up to 4K or close to yeah. it, you know, but it doesn't like, it has to be a pretty basic game for it to actually hit that mark, you know? Um, but you know, like I was watching it just as an example, I was watching a, a video the other day about, cause all this stuff's showing up now about the difference between, um, when you got a VR, the difference between the, the regular PS4 and the pro. And when the games are well optimized, there's a big difference. And it's, it's like, it's one of those things where a lot of times you can't see it on the video on YouTube, but they, they're like, take our word for it. You know, um, because of the way you have to capture the VR, um, footage is a little bit tricky um but they're like we, we noticed a substantial difference and you can see things like draw distance and things like um foliage and stuff popping up um you know like in say, say for example uh what's it called uh, um robinson the journey they were showing you the foliage on, on the on the right hand side was like the regular ps4 um and you look at you look at the ps pro and there's just foliage like i'm talking like 10 meters in front of the character and it's all lush and everything. And then you mm. see like on the PS4, it's got like one little shrub and then you take a step forward and then like three other shrubs pop up, like not even 10 meters away, you know? <laughs> so it's like, Jesus. yeah, so it's it's a big difference. Like they, like the VR, they have to do a lot of things to try and get um, uh, everything working properly uh, frame yeah. rate wise and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot more involved, but it does make a difference Where, whether it makes a difference in regular 1080p gaming is hard to say for me because like I don't ever sit there with the game side by side looking at it. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, but again, I, I think to be honest, it's, it's, it's pretty good. You know, as, as someone who's a PC gamer like yourself, you're probably going to look at it and go, I don't know, it's not really worth the investment. Um, but I always suggest it to people who are buying a PlayStation for the first time that maybe it's worthwhile um, mm. you know, cause it's more of an investment in 12 months down the track when all the games are coming out fully optimized for it. Um, but yeah. at the moment, or if you've got a PS4 and you're thinking of upgrading just for the sake of upgrading, it's probably not worth it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, funnily enough, I do need to buy a new PS4. Yeah. So maybe, maybe mine's... look at the thing. I mean, cause yeah. you, you, you've got, do you have a 4k monitor? I have a 4k TV. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's, it'd be worth it in your case, you know? Hmm. Um, yeah because like my my ps4 <laughs> every every few months it decides to spit out whatever disc is in there okay. and i can't put it back in like it just it's like constantly ejecting oh right okay. so i'll uh I'll, i have to power cycle it and it'll work for like a few months again and whatever plus the it's like a og ps4 yeah it's like right. one of the ones okay. and 500 gig full got to yeah. delete shit every time i want to play something so <laughs> yeah it sounds like more of a hassle than anything Oh yeah, it, it really is. But having said that, my Xbox is a one terabyte, and when I install Resident Evil Seven on it, it's hmm. like, yeah, your Xbox is pretty much full now. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like storage is becoming the biggest issue for these consoles for me. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears> with the Xbox, you can plug in a hard drive. But with the PS4, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or, you know, I could just play on my PC where I have two terabytes. Exactly. So. You know, like you're, you're, you're kind of lucky in that regard. Um, yeah. you know, you, you no, three terabytes. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> nice. And some <clears throat> solid state action if memory serves too. Yeah, 500 gig solid state. But I've only got like two games on there, I think. Mm-hmm. Which are Fallout 4 and Doom because, you know, <laughs> got to play those on a solid state. Otherwise, I'll be sitting there forever waiting for it to load. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's something, the strategy involved in, in what you install, where. Yeah, well, especially with this solid state, because like, like I said, it's only 500, and plus that's got the operating system on it too, so. Yeah, yeah, you don't have a lot I of don't want room. It. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> didn't expect to go that route. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next big thing to talk about is RTX. We're going to RTX this weekend. Yes. For Any... those of you that don't know, RTX is the Rooster Teeth Expo. Rooster mm-hmm. Teeth are, uh, <laughs> what would you, how would you describe them? An internet production company? Yeah. Yeah. The One of the oldest. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Like they, they have the yeah. longest running online series in the world, which is uh, uh, Red versus Blue. Red versus, yeah. yeah. What was is, it? 13 seasons? Yeah. Something like that. Maybe. I think, I think they'll be doing 14 this year. Something like that. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, but since then, they've, they've sort of expanded out. They've got over 200 employees. They've got different animation departments and live action and they've made a feature film um, which they're making a sequel to this year as well um, but the, the, I guess the thing about it is they're, they're really good at making um, a lot of their um, employees kind of known you know mm. what I mean so they do the RT podcast and stuff like that and so a lot of a lot of the people or you know they always show up in shorts and things so you know a lot of the, the characters per, per se um by name and that's why these sort of conventions and stuff work you know everyone goes there to get autograph signings and mm. and all that sort of stuff um i think the, the the thing that we're both concerned with with this one is the uh like last year was great we we both had a blast but this year they've sort of expanded out and they've got um a big chunk of it is an interview with uh hideo kojima um and it's drawing a, a lot of people crowd-wise that aren't typically Rooster Teeth fans and I just wonder how that's going to go if it's going to have any impact on like the, you know how good the show is for everyone else who's like a regular RT mm. fan um, I don't see it being too big a problem it's just going to be the, the people that attract who, who won't get why they're there you know? yeah. Um, yeah and I hope there's not too much of that that's all you know because there's, yeah. there's two Cause... definitive audiences there mm. but yeah Ro- Rooster Teeth was basically built by its community yeah. Um, and they're still very community focused. Yeah, which is great. Uh, um, to, it, I don't know. Like I, like you said, I'm just kind of concerned with how it's all going to go. Mm. Plus, you know, cosplays have gotten wind of it. Yep. So now and it's become it's, an event in the calendar. Yeah. And it's just going to be a bit weird seeing like someone dressed up as an assassin at a fucking RTX event. You exactly. Know? Like, yeah. And, and the funny thing about that <laughs> is RTX is. Uh, recently they've always been very game focused you know like they've got yeah. podcasts like the patch and things like that which are very game centric um mm. and they all talk about video games and i mean you've got achievement hunter who are 100 percent games based mm. you know and, and i that. mean red so, versus blue is made in a video game so. exactly yeah so it's not too outlandish it's just i i just I, I just it sounds a little snobby but i hope people understand the reason that they're standing there um yeah yeah and, like uh, you don't you don't want people to go there for the wrong reasons yeah exactly and i mean let's that's not to say there isn't crossover there, there, there certainly is 
Um, but like last year, like the comment I made to you was we were sitting in the in the hall. Um, you know, they had like what there was five thousand people there last year, which is insane testament mm. to Rooster Teeth's reach. You know, um, but you know, you, you looked and Rooster Teeth's hallmark is that they own all of their t-shirts for all their departments. They have logos and um, insignias on the, on the back under the neck. And we were looking at the backs of everyone's heads and it was just a sea of those logos. Everybody there had a Rooster Teeth or an Achievement Hunter shirt on. And, you know, you could, you could ask anyone in the crowd and they could name at least three people up on stage, you know. Um, and this time I feel like there's probably going to be a lot more people there, but it's not going to be that same vibe. You know, that's, that's my concern. Um, but, you know, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and just go see, you know. I still think that, I mean, if, if even, if, if the same 5,000 people were to turn up as turned up last year, I can't see there being a problem because that's, that's a vast majority of the crowd. Um, so, yeah, I can only, only hope. <laughs> you there? Okay, we've lost Michael again. Yep. It'd be good to just have a single podcast without some sort of technical difficulties, but I don't think that's on the cards. <laughs> Not with Australian internet and, uh, um, and of course my crappy laptop that's currently, oh, okay. It looks like Michael's internet's down. Um, my laptop for anyone playing at home is currently running at 84 degrees in the CPU. <laughs> so, Yeah. All right, so we'll wait for Michael to come back. I'm still inking. Um, this panel is taking a lot longer than I anticipated. This is ex a perfect example of my lack of knowledge when it comes to inking. Um, it's, I mean, it's very labor intensive because it's all um, line work and stuff like that. But um, we'll get through it. I guess it's a good thing we weren't making this podcast back in the 90s because <laughs> all it would take for something like this to happen is somebody to jump on the phone <laughs> and then just destroy the dial-up. Um, all right. This. The hardest part of this panel actually was, um, well, one, getting the perspective right on the buildings, which is, is not too bad, um, but also um, just distressing the buildings like making them seem destroyed is actually really tricky i didn't think it was going to be as hard as it is um, the other thing that's hard is running a podcast uh by yourself <laughs> I'm, I'm learning right now Okay, um, I might as well move on to the next topic. Um, if anybody's seen the trailers or any of the gameplay trailers for, um, uh, what's it called, Days Gone, that's another one that, that's looking like it's going to be real interesting. Um, it's a post-apocalyptic apocalyptic zombie game, um, which I know we've heard a million times before, um, but there's something to this one where the, the zombie physics... Look insane. I mean, you could you could liken it to uh, Dead Rising in a lot of ways, in that you you know there's big hordes of zombies and stuff. But the key difference here is that the the zombies in um, Days Gone, uh, they move, they flow like liquid. You know, like you, you there was one scene there where he's standing on top of something, looking over, 
um, and there's just like a horde of zombies just lumbering past town, you know? Um, and it was like, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. But then when the, the, something drew the attention of the zombies and they all started charging, it was like, um, what's that? Um, World War Z. Remember how it looked a little bit silly in the movie, but that big ocean of zombies like climbing up the wall, you know, just like a wave or coming through the corridor. It's got that kind of feel. Um, and you, you have to be smart about how you um, use the environment and stuff to corral them, you know, so they get jammed up and they can't follow you and things like that. And uh, it just looks insane. I wasn't familiar with it until just recently someone showed it to me and I was like, Jesus, that's that's definitely pushing the processing power of this console generation as much as it hasn't been around that long. Um, yeah. Um, but definitely go check out that trailer. Um, oh, hang on. We're back. Hey, hey. Hey. It's cool. I handled it. <laughs> I, I don't know if it'll stay, but I'll do what I can. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, we're, we're not too far from being done anyway, I think. What are we at? We're at 53 minutes, so long yeah, as, right. as long as we can hold our breath for a couple more minutes. Um, yeah. yeah, just um, I was just talking about uh, Days Gone. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, you've seen the... I was talking about how the zombies and stuff sort of have this ability to flow like liquid. You know, you've got to use the environment to corral them a little mm. bit to sort of stay alive and I thought that was really interesting that's another one of those games where I'm sort of staying away from yeah I don't want to know too much about it like yeah I saw that initial gameplay trailer and I was like yeah okay stay away from it happy to happy to look into pre-ordering that at some point and that's it that's all I want to know well I don't even need to pre-order <laughs> like where we work they'll come in I'll just be like yeah I'll just you put one aside so yeah yeah um I have pre-ordered a game though for the first time in a long time what's that uh, Neo the last oh, yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. Um, looks very interesting. So I was like, I I wasn't sure. I don't think we're getting that many copies. Yeah, I would be surprised. Um, yeah. So I was like, I'll pre-order it and just make sure. So yeah, what's that about? I don't know too much about it. Like as far as gameplay style and all that sort of stuff. Oh, that that's a beautiful part as well. I don't know too much about it. It just mm -hmm. it looks kind of Dark Soulsy. So oh, okay. anything that looks kind of Dark Soulsy, I'm fucking all in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, even stuff like Lords of the Fallen, you know, good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Days Gone, it. I'm kind of in the minority where I say I wasn't a big fan of Dead Rising. Like, I. Yeah, no, I. Really, I, 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 I really like didn't like it. Yeah. This looks like a better Dead Rising to me. This looks like a more interesting, more crazy Dead Rising. Yeah, a little, little bit more realism as far as <clears> just the, the, the sheer power that a horde can have yeah you know yeah. it's it's often misrepresented um like a mindless mob of people is bad enough but when they're undead and trying to kill you it's, <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. pretty savage you know yeah, yeah. it's uh kind of like the world war z yeah that's what i'm saying yeah it, it's yeah. got that sort of vibe of um like a wave mechanic almost you know mm. like just a overflowing yeah, yeah. But, um, don't get me started on that movie by the way fuck that movie <laughs> Uh, oh well, was he? Yeah. Have you had you read the book? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely adore the book, and it like the only things they have in common are the name. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Which you know, to be fair, like World War Z, the book is essentially a collection of short stories from different people 
about their time during the zombie apocalypse. Yep. Because the book takes place after it, like humanity has recovered, not fully, but they're on the way to recovery. They've stopped it. Okay. And this journalist is going around the world trying to get different accounts of what happened and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And I just tried to put those different perspectives into one character, mm. which is why Brad Pitt's character fucking goes all over the world in an hour and a half. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so not a fan then. <laughs> not of the movie, no. Yeah. The book is fucking phenomenal. You should read that. Okay. If you ever get the chance. But yeah. Mm. Just about made a rookie mistake. <sighs> never, never just... The one thing I've learned... Wait, you, with the drawing or the actual podcast? <laughs> we know with the drawing, yeah. Like okay. one, one thing I've learned is that never um, assume that you can just freehand something when you're inking. Uh, always draw it with pencil first because there's no going back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, I was just about to ju- throw some clouds in the background uh, behind the buildings. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to grab a pencil, pencil at some point and yeah. do it properly because just... <laughs> so far this isn't looking half bad. So I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, um, fair enough. Um, oh yeah okay so getting to the end of this um, one thing Ma- uh, Michael and I discussed is now that we have a Facebook page pretty sketchy podcast Facebook page give it a search you'll find it um, we're, we're trying to make it a little bit more um, interactive the show uh, mm. so that we don't have to do as much work because we're lazy uh, so we want you to do the work so if anybody's listening um, hit us up on the on the Facebook page with any uh, questions you might have Um or, or topics that you're interested in hearing our opinions on and stuff like that. We're happy to sort of work that into the show. So yeah, just head over there and, um, and check it out and, you know, see some artwork and stuff like that. We're still fleshing it out. It's pretty new. So, um, yeah, De- definitely like it or bookmark it. So you can come back when we've actually got some good content on there. <laughs> um, okay. I think I'm pretty happy with this panel for today. Oh, we've lost Michael again. All right, cool. So, um, all right. So we might leave it there. Um, thanks again for watching this podcast brought to you by Corey Wire Art go check it out see some of my artwork um, if you're watching the stream but you want to listen to us on our commute search for iTunes uh, search iTunes for Pretty Sketchy Podcast or if you're an audio listener and want to see what I'm actually working on um, check us out on YouTube so again search Pretty Sketchy Podcast so thanks again for listening thanks Michael um, <laughs> I'm gone again just close the show without me okay there you go we have the permission uh, <laughs> All right. Thanks again for uh, hanging out for another technically deficient episode of Pretty Sketchy Podcast. See you guys next time. <laughs>